This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. Okay, so we're talking about evaluating your growth in your coaching business. When is it time to replace or restore or remove proposals, processes, projects, and people? And think of proposals like anything you offer, service, or product. Doesn't matter. Digital, physical product, doesn't matter. Every one of these can get to a place where they, they either need to be replaced by something new and fresh or they need to be restored through tweaking it, refining it, editing it, or they simply need to get cut off and removed so that the life flow that they are taking can be used elsewhere. Because sometimes you just need to plant something new in place of what was. Sometimes you need to do more research and refine what you already have to make it better. And sometimes you need to get rid of it altogether and focus all of your energy on on something that needs more attention like we talked about with necessary endings. Now, one of the ways that you can help yourself evaluate what you need to replace, restore, or remove in business is something called QMWD. If you know exactly what you need to be doing, you can see your progress so that you can evaluate better. And the idea of QMWD is to take the big goal that you have like something you want to see happen this year in your business and break it down into quarterly milestones, the Q, the monthly deliverables, the weekly tasks, and the daily actions. So for example, if my yearly goal was to make enough money to quit my day job and coach full time, and to do it, I need to get certain things done in each of the year's four quarters, then one of my quarters might be to start a podcast. Inside of that quarter is three months. Each month, I'm going to focus on something different, like research the first month, set up the second month, record and publish the third month. Then you break each month down into four weeks. In the first set of four weeks, in the month of research, maybe one week is brainstorm 10 to 20 ideas. The next week is create outlines, then write scripts, and then edit them. The next month's four weeks could be set up platforms, create show notes, create an intro and an outro, buy a mic and practice using it, setting it up, etc. And then the third month, that the four weeks in that could be to practice and record and edit and publish. Then in each one of them, you've got all of the daily actions that lead up to completing the weekly tasks. So those things could be like, one day I'm going to set up Podbean account and set up Audacity on my computer. The, the other day, could one of them could be create a first draft podcast art. Go into Canva and create, just type in podcast art, pull up the templates. It gives you the right size, all the things. Um, one day might be find music. Just do a whole online search. There's tons of great music you're going to use out there. Another day is to focus on praying and researching a name for my podcast, okay? So all of the daily things, there's something to do. Now, I realize that when you're starting out, it feels weird and difficult to imagine what your future looks like and even 
know what to do to get to a big goal, especially when you don't even know what your big goals are. You don't know what you don't know, which is precisely why I'm doing this gardening series of episodes. So make sure you go back and listen to all of them. Numbers 187 through 199 is the gardening gardening series. That's of, I'm just giving you the lay of the land of a coaching business, online coaching business, all of it from the roots to the fruits, okay? So if this is the case where you just don't know what you don't know, or your goal isn't big enough for it to be yearly, then just cut out three quarters, right? Let's just start with a a one quarter plan, a three month plan for that. And especially if you're like a newbie to the coaching business, I'm just going to give an example. Like I would recommend starting with a one quarter goal, okay? Or even a season, this season's goal to get your online coaching business started. So in three months, you're going to break them down into making a plan for research month, setup month, and implementation month, okay? Break the first month into four weeks of brainstorming, researching, coaching your, researching your like coaching business, um, a setting up week, and a practicing coaching week. Break the second month into four weeks of creating content, creating an offer, researching your ICA, and practicing coaching, <laughs> and Break the third month into telling the world and sharing your content and coaching everybody you can and making offers to people that you coach, okay? Then you're going to break all of the weekly tasks into daily actions like post on social media, email a group of friends, write 500 to 1,000 words on your niche topic, invite a stranger you meet to a free coaching session, even if you meet them online or in the grocery store. Study the difference between LLC and sole proprietorship. Pray about your business name. These are all daily actions you can take that will meet the weekly tasks that are going to help you accomplish the things that you have decided you need to get done every month and quarter, okay? Now you can use the uh, the Dove Hour time management process I've created. That's going to really help you on these daily actions into the week and month. And listen to episode 124. You can get the download for the Dove Hour time management process in the show notes too. So you probably know by now if you've listened for a while that I really believe in quality over quantity. For things like followers, this is a foundation. Because who cares if you have 500,000 followers if only 49 of them would like and trust you enough to buy something? If you're a business or you make any kind of offer out there and only 2% of all your followers buy from you, you have quantity, not quality, because they're not your ideal client or ideal follower that could turn into a client. Or you're not sharing the right content to help lead your ideal clients to you on that platform. So these people, they're just following you on a platform. Like they're following everybody else on a platform. And following on social doesn't mean they're actually following you. It just means they're on that platform. They're on that channel. They're on TikTok. They're on Instagram and they hit a button. That is all it means. It has no deeper meaning. (laughs) It's like being friends on Facebook doesn't make you friends. Okay. (laughs) In fact, many of your friends on Facebook might turn out to be enemies once you post something that they disagree with. You know this. Okay. In the case of coaching and creating content, I'm going to tell you that quantity is actually what creates quality. So it's doing it again and again and again and again that will create and generate quality over time. 
If you wait to do anything until you have absolute quality assurance, you're not going to have anything to share ever. Throw perfection out the window and just start creating rough drafts, then tweak them and then share them. I had to start out talking to a microphone with nobody listening at all for a long time to grow in my ability to talk to nobody at my computer very confidently. There's nobody in front of me right now as I record this. I'm literally watching hummingbirds out my window and they don't care what I'm saying. (laughs) They are a follower because they want the sweet nectar in that container outside my window. They're not here for my message or for my offer. They just want a dopamine snack right there. That's all they're doing. They're not really my follower and I'm just staring at them. (laughs) So I have to continually create, 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 share, 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 hit, hit, publish, publish, publish again and again in order to actually get to the place where now, after a couple of years, I have the confidence and the knowledge and the know-how to do what I do and keep going so that my quality is greater than what it was when I started out only because I did it so many times through a measure of quantity. That is when quantity matters. Quantity doesn't matter if it's never going to produce quality, but in the concept of practice makes progress, that's when quantity matters. I heard a story once, um, probably the, um, the guy who wrote the atomic habits book, but I'm, I'm not sure I'll have to get back to you on who it was. But I, I know that I heard a story about a um, pottery teacher telling their students, okay, half the class, I want you to spend the entire semester creating your best product ever, create your most beautiful piece of pottery that is ever possible for you. And the, the rest of you, the other half of the class, I want you to create as many pieces as you possibly can for the entire semester. And the group that came out with the best pottery was the, was the group that focused on quantity, not the group that focused on quality to begin with, because the quantity of how many times they created multiple pieces actually was the practice they needed to get the quality they were looking for. But the one group that only focused their attention on one piece of quality did less. They thought and they imagined more than they did. So their action was slow and it didn't bring them the clarity like the other group. They took action and got clarity. Made mistakes, got clarity. Failed, got clarity. Succeeded in some area, got clarity. Succeeded completely, got clarity. Did it again, failed, got clarity. So that helped them produce the greater quality by the end of the semester. And that's what you need to do when you're coaching people. It's what you need to do when you're creating content. It's what you need to do when you're doing everything it takes to set up the the offers that you make, the proposals you make into the world, the processes, the projects you have in your business, and the people that you have to work with. Okay. Now it's the same with coaching for me. I had to coach a bunch of people to grow into who I am as a coach today. I didn't start out knowing exactly what to do or what to say. 
I didn't have all of the tools I have today. I just had to start and I had to try and I had to do it again and again and again for years. So do you. And you can do it. This is me telling you that you can do it. Whatever's in front of you to do, you can do it. Ask Holy Spirit to help you and ask him to show you, fill you up and build your faith. And then go ask other people to help you get done what you need to get done. It's all figure outable. All things are possible. Go do it with God, not outside of him. Go be brave. Go do the thing. There's enough light on this one step. So take it and have expectancy. He's going to show you the next step once you get there. Now, once you've understood QMWD, you'll find that assessing each area of your business from these perspectives, it gets easier because you understand what you're looking for and looking at in your evaluation. And now you can ask these kinds of questions. So let's just start with, does this proposal, process, project, or person, everything that you're evaluating inside of your business, and remember proposals are anything that you offer and you propose to um, propose to people to buy from you. So does this proposal, process, project, or person benefit me daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly? Does it help to create and promote growth in my business? Does it need to be in a different area than it is currently? Does it allow for open-mindedness, pivoting, and new growth? Does it cause unnecessary angst, worry, fear, pain, or challenges that I don't really need to have? Does it retain and engage current clients and allow for fresh concepts that bring in new ones? Does it encourage my coaching objectives and that of my clients? Does it have a good ROI, meaning return on investment? Does it sustain the measures in place and handle change effectively? Does it stay relevant to my client's pain points and desired results? Does it impact my overall business with fruitful gain and hopeful future outlook? Does it maintain efficiency and promote the health of me, my business, my team, and my clients? And just think of like all of the other offers and processes and projects and people around it. How does it help promote the health of all of them? And specifically in regards to people, this is a question I always ask, is this person, and I include clients in this, not just team members, people I work with, friends, relationships, but also clients, is this person humble, flexible, and teachable? Okay. That's what I think makes somebody coachable. Are they flexible enough that we can shift if we need to? Are they humble enough to admit if being wrong accepting um, critical, constructive criticism, you know, like, are they capable of adjusting themselves? And are they teachable enough to let them, to let you guide them? You know, am, am I going to work with somebody on my team or somebody as a client who is not teachable, who says, I don't want to learn the way that you want to teach me, even though it's my business? No, I'm not. I'm not even going to choose. If I have a client that says, I want to do it my way, then it's probably not going to work out because if the, what's the point? I'm not the coach. They want to coach themselves on my time. It's not worth my time. My time is really valuable. And what I offer and create for the world is really valuable. And the same is true for you. Even if they want to pay you just to spend time listening to them 
answer themselves, it's not going to be worth it in the long run. Okay, so here you go. Not only am I wanting to help you understand how to see your business from a year in perspective so that you can actually get things done, but I want you to know how to set the goals and then use the goal setting to evaluate everything in your business with a careful eye so you can keep growing what's fruitful and remove what isn't to restore what is desirable to keep by refining it and replacing what is needed but not working well with something that will. So don't forget, if you're listening today, September 5th, that tomorrow the 6th is the Call to Coach webinar at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I'll have the link for that in the show notes. And if you can't make it, you'll still get the replay if you're signed up. We're going to dive deep and I'm going to give you some incredible tools to help you walk in your calling as a coach. And then in the next episode, we're going to move on to the next stage of your business of resting and restoring so that you can really sustain your life as a coachpreneur. I'll see you there. I hope that you love this episode and you feel challenged, inspired, and encouraged. If you're a coach or you want to be one, jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group so we can connect over there. And to work with me, Grab the links in the show notes to get quick clarity about your calling as a coach and entrepreneur, as well as how to get trained as a coach with Sterling and Stone and start your own business. Bless you, friend.